0: We are on uh, daf we're actually on daf mem let's go that down to mem and Baze just in the way, way bottom of the page just to get ourselves back uh, in place. So if remember we were talking about the story of um uh Dereval was walking Mistame if you go one, two, three, four, five. Six lines from the bottom. We told the story of Mistamech also Rabbi Yevoh Akatfei Rabbi Nachum. that Rabbi was walking and Rabbi Nachum was like, you know, kind of holding him, helping him along I see it as they were walking. I mean, once they were walking, so Rabbi Nachim, you know, started asking uh, Rabbi Yevoh Shadless as they were, uh, you know, as they're walking along the way. So, um, So one of the questions that came up on the bottom, the, all the way on the bottom, the bottom line of the of the Gemara is as follows. So he said, What would happen? We, we, we know already that if you have a Stam Mishnah and then machlokas and the B'raisa, so we pass them like the Stam Mishnah. Fine. But what happens if you have the opposite? What happens if you have What happens if I have a machlokus in the Mishnah, meaning that when the Mishnah records a halacha, it says that one opinion said one way, one opinion said another way, and then when the Baiser records the same case, it just tells you stam with the halacha is passing like one side. So what's the halacha in such a case? So Amalei, so he said to him, now going into the top, so he said if if uh, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi was teaching a halacha and he didn't know that there was a you know, a um, a final a final decision basically that we pass in like one opinion. So Rebbe quotes both opinions because it clearly wasn't, wasn't clear that uh, one opinion rules at this point. So well, how would Rebbe Chia, who was his student, right, how is he to know that we passed in, like one side over the other? Right? It doesn't really make sense. So therefore, it seems clear to him that, you know, Machlok is in the Mishnah and the the Brisa we wouldn't pass them like the so We wouldn't pass them like the Stam. you would have to, you know, work out that Mahalogos. Fine. So Gumbar is now bothered. Gumbara's going to ask a question, Vahatanan. Vahatanan is not necessarily exactly on this last question, uh, but more on the question in general, but the Stam mission question. So the mission says, Gumbara asks as follows. Vahatanan. Don't we learn the mission in the following case? Misrak pishtan uh, or shall Shalpishtan. Uh, masrek is a, a comb, okay, that's used for combing flax. Shinitlu shinov, right? That the some of the teeth of the comb got broken. They are broken off. Vinishtay um, ribo but there were at least two of the teeth that were left over. Take a look at Rashi. sorry. So if there's two of those teeth that are left over, so then that comb remains tama. In this case, when you're talking tame versus tahor. The item will be tameh if it has a, a use. as a cleave. Right? Whenever an, an item has use as a cleave, so it can be, it can be uh, called. It can become tameh if it has no use as a clee, So then it's taller, What does it, it mean? That's not a better thing. That's worse in the sense that it means it has no function. If it has no functionality. It's not a clee to become to become tummy. So, but so if if you if even when the comb is broken, there are two two uh, teeth left over, it can become tameh. If not. Um, but if there's only one it become Torah. So fine. So we are good. So right, so the bottom line is that if if there are two uh two little teeth, two teeth left over on that comb, so then it still it can still do its job, right? Look at Rashi, Stein Timeos, the chazulamil say, right? It can still do its job. It can still it can still do some combing. Ah, it's tahor, only has one tooth left on that comb, it's Torah. the l because it can't do anything. It just has a one you no know, one little uh you never brush your hair with one little you know, t- tooth of a comb. It's not going to work. Okay. Um, fine. Um, however, each one of those of those um, little teeth of the comb, if they would break off, so each on their own, they would be those those individual teeth would be tamei. Like Rashi, each one now once it got broken off. And it's, and it's now on its own, begadim, Ochud zuu, Ochud zuu mizu. Meaning, you can still, once you, once the, 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 uh, tooth of the comb would break off, there would be th- functional things that it could do. For example, it can be used to clean out, uh, whenever the, very often, when the Gemara uses the word ner, it doesn't mean, ner doesn't mean the actual, like, wax candle. It always means the vessel in which the, the, the the wax or the oil or whatever was placed in. So if you needed to clean out that, that candle holder, right? So you could use a little a, you know a little spi- a little you know you know spiky uh, stick to use to clean it out. So that is that that, that has a function. So, each, so even though the, the comb at that point would be t- would be tahor because the comb is not a clea anymore, but each one of those co- uh, you know teeth technically has the possibility of becoming of being a a clay, in which case could become tummy. Okay. Shall set What if the uh this is not the type of comb that's used for flax, but it's used for wool. Shnedi do shinov achas me ben taim tahr. Well if if it was uh if if the um comb, this type of comb had the every other you know uh tooth taken out, Rajesh achas me ben taim, Gimel Hasmuchos Niederheim Zeiss. Sulochazi, right? If you have every time you have three, so one of them is gone, right? So you're always you're always skipping teeth on the comb. So that type of comb, apparently, when it was used for wool, would be useless at that point. It's not, it doesn't, it's not, uh, you know, doesn't have a a a purpose that's helpful. And therefore, again, that 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 comb would become tahor, or sorry, be incapable of of contracting tumah. We should say ribo gimel. Uh, but if, However, if there's one spot where all three of the, you know, there are three teeth together, so then again, maybe it's not the best comb in the world, but it has the capability of doing what a comb does, in which case, now it's a clee and can become tummy. But if the outer part of the comb, if you, again, we're talking about having three teeth, Right, and that's enough that it's that it's you know it can do something functional. So that's only true if, if one of those three teeth is not the outer tooth. What do you mean the outer tooth? What are we talking about here? Look at Rashi. Right, if one of the three these three left over um, teeth of the comb, which are all together, is one of the outermost ones. Right, let's like say the top of the comb. Literally, and this is one example where Rashi is talking about things that we know. Uh, if you have a comb, right? If you have a comb, um, so it has all those little teeth, right? So the the way way end of the comb typically has a big, a much thicker uh, piece, right? And that thicker piece is really just part of the like the handle, sort of. It, that, it doesn't really. It's not a. It's not a, You know, pointy whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't do the job really. So if if one of those outer, uh, you know, if if one of the three that are left over is the last part of the comb, that doesn't work. l'mahani So it doesn't do anything, it doesn't work, and therefore, again, the, uh, it doesn't have the status of a kli, because it can't do its function, and therefore, the kli is, does not, not contract too much. Um, okay, so, Ha'isa tahor, good. But if you would take, um, um, if you would take off two of those uh, the teeth and you put them together and make them into a tweezers so then they're all of a sudden tomatoes. right why because you made it into a nuclei right you made them into a nuclei um, and same thing if you take one of them and turn it into a again like that can be used to, to dig out a, uh, a, a candle to clean out a candle or to flatten out um, means like to, to, to flatten out a, like table and things like that so then again, Tameya, then that would be Tameya. If you see someone's in these old movies, they would use these sticks to like flat out sheets and things like that. So that's what, that, I think that's what we're talking about. Um, fine. But the bottom line is that we have this entire Mishnah. Good, this entire Mishnah is a Stab Mishnah, right? Because this Mishnah does not, does not have any author. And V'Kaimalan, the halaf goes to Mishnah. Turns out, we don't pass them like this Mishnah. Okay? So if that's true, we had said all along, a gestab Mishnah, and now you're telling me you have an example of a stat Mishnah where we don't possibly like that stat Mishnah. So what's going on here? So how are we going to deal with this problem? So Amr um, uh So Amr um, uh Sorry. So, so the bottom line is, um, Yeah, so the bottom line is that this whole question of this Halakhistan mission is questioned. What are we gonna do with it? So Am responds to him. Dahi, This Mishnah, don't 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 even talk about this Mishnah. This Mishnah is not a real, a real bona fide Mishnah that we that we should deal with. There's something wrong with the Mishnah. Why? Zu Don't worry about it. Take this commission out of the conversation because Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish both said that this is not a Mishnah. What do you mean this is not a Mishnah? So, we have to explain what does it mean this is not a Mishnah? It, it's, the halachas are not correct, it's not real, it's a forgery. like What, what does that mean? So, my time, so ask the Kabar, what does that mean? What does that mean that this Mishnah is not a Mishnah? It looks like a Mishnah to me. What, 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 what happened? So, Barma Mishmeh, Rav Idi, the Kasha, There's a contradiction, there's an internal con- contradiction between the, the beginning at the top, the, the initial section of the Mishnah, and the second, second section of the Mishnah. And the and what we're gonna see is that the assumption is that if there's a contradiction between the ration and the Seifa, what does that mean? It means that someone who whoever wrote the mission got it wrong. Because there's some type of contradiction between the ration and the sefa that that makes it clear that whoever was writing it didn't really know what they were, what they were talking about. So we'll see. So what does that mean? So the katani shalt semer shinitlu shinav achas Right, we said that if you have a uh, again, the Seifa we mentioned, that if you use a comb, that's used for wool. And, and uh, you know, again, every other um, tooth of the comb got removed. and that the comb is fine. The, 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 the comb is not a Kli, and therefore it does not become Tameh. Han yishtayi ribo echad Tameh. Tam- <laughs> or what's the implication? The implication is that if you left two together, it would be good meaning it would be considered a Kli, and therefore it would contract Tuma. Because you said only if it's Ahas Mibintayim that they skip. If they skip, what's the implication? The implication is, it's always every other. You never have two together. Right? So if you tell me, um, the implication is, Right? If you have two together, that would be Tameh. Right? Uh, then you gave me a number and you said, how many do you have to have together to make a tamay? It has to have three together. So you have two statements in, in, the, in, the, in the Mishnah that contradict each other. Right? One, you said, if it's achasmi mi ben tahor, implication being, as long as it's not achasmi mi ben tayim it would be two together, it would be, be tame. And then you tell me, it's only tamay if you have three, not two. So that doesn't make any sense. Right? So the, the Mishnah is, is internally uh, problematic. It's an internal contradiction. So Gavara says, not so fast. What kind of question is this? Maybe the distinction here is where you have the two or three left over. Look at Rashi. Um, and we actually see a we You're going to see Rashi in the quote two, two opinions here. Um, look where it says, ha. It's like five lines up from where we're on the Gemara. Rashi, it's the second one of the line is ha. Ha, the Gatani, em sau em Right, the tfei right. When we said when we talked about that, if you only have two, that's enough to make it considered a kli. That's when you're doing big gava, That's inside the internal. You know, with within the comb, you have more internal combs, the internal teeth. Because then, if you only have two, that's enough. The chazyan tfei connected base They're like closer down to where the handle is of the uh, of the comb. bow bo Because then, if they're, if they're like close to the bottom, and you're able to to. To control them so it can do a good job. The <speaking> Shalosh in <Spanish> meaning what brisa? what do you mean here braisa? Here we don't mean the word braisa, we mean an external. By the way, it's, it's probably the same word. Brisa always means as opposed to Mishnah. the that were codified in the Mishnah. If you are a Brysa, you were excluded or you're on the outside of the uh, of the co- of of what was, you know, uh, the canon of the Mishnah. Uh, but here Brysa just means on the on the outside, right? If you're... Well, when was it? You said you need three teeth and two, but two is not enough. That's on the outer part of the comb. Below, mamish, right? Not mamish on the outside, but the point being towards the out, uh, towards the outside. Um, right? it couldn't be the, the the last one that we talked about already the, the thicker outer piece but they're further up further up towards the top of the, of the comb they're not, they're not close to the handle So the, so the first approach in Rashi is it just means, it depends, it's very simple. Yes, one of them seemed to imply only if it's three. The other one implied, no, as long as there's two, that's enough. The point is, it depends where on the comb it is. If it's, a, you know, lower down on the comb where two is enough, it does the job, then it remains Tameh, it because it has, it's a cle. If it's higher up on the comb where only, where, where only having two wouldn't do much, so then it remains, it remains Tahor, because it's not really a cle. So that's approach number one. But the next approach in Rosh Hashanah is, What's the, what the real difference? The, the art school, I think, has a picture of it, right? In the bottom there? I think it does. I think the art school has a picture. Yeah, and 4382 has a picture of a, of a comb with an outer row and an inner row. It doesn't mean top and bottom, higher down and lower down, but it means the outer row and the inner row um, of the comb. So, so Rashi says, S'te shuros shinaim, there's, a, there's actually two rows on these combs. The bottom line is that the, out, the outer ones do more of the job. The second ones do more of just kind of holding things in place. So for the outer ones, you need really three. But for the inner ones, having two is enough. And But either way, that's the... Uh, the bottom line is that our Mishnah is not internally contrad- does not internally contradict itself because sometimes you need three to make it a clear, sometimes you need two, depending on where on the on the um, on the brush is. It's interesting that like there's like this big machlokus, you know, how to understand the distinction within this comb, you know, within the, why that became such a big deal, the upper and the lower and the outside and the inner. Maybe has something to do with how, how they were made and where you know, rational understanding of of how these you know of the item itself. But it's just interesting. But, the, but anyways, the bottom line is um, the Gemara gives that answer. And that's why it, the Mishnah contra- doesn't have an internal contradiction. And if it doesn't have an internal contradiction, it's a good kasha. Right? So now we still, have, we still have a Mishnah, which is a Stam Mishnah, which is, which is a fine Mishnah. And, uh, and nevertheless, it bring, you know, brings us problems because, because we're not passing it like it. So what's going on here? Fine. So the Gemara says, fine. So I'll tell you another reason why this Mishnah is problematic no I'll tell you another, another area from, from, this, from this point why the katani because it says again in the same mission of If any one of the, the teeth would be taken out of the comb, it would be those teeth would be tame, meaning they would they can be utilized for some type of, of Melacha, and therefore they are clay and therefore they become tame. Right? and the, the assumption is that there's not something specific that needs to be done to them right The moment they break off, Right, so the, maybe the the the, uh, the comb becomes tahor, right, or it becomes incapable of contracting tumor because now it is not a cle. But this little piece, this little little uh, little um, tooth of the comb, again, that has the ability to do something. But the implication is that's without doing anything to it, that's without changing it in any way, that's without you know making some type of ch- type of type of change to it. Nevertheless, it immediately becomes uh, becomes a clea. Okay, but in look at the sefer we said, Right, to be said in the sefer, if one of them would break off, and then you would make it into something that could be used to dig out a, dig out a, you know, clean out a, a uh, candle holder. Or to use to spread a, you know, a bedspread, etc. Then it becomes tamei. Hit kina in lo is kina lo. The implication is only if you did something to it. So which one is it? Does it need? Is, is, did these uh, teeth of the comb only become tamei once you have done something to them to make them into a kli? Or does it happen on their own? The mission itself seems to contradict itself. So Amrabaye, my kushi Abaye says, what kind of question is that? Dima it depends. It depends. Depends how it came. Right, look like at Rashi. Rashi says, "Habikatayu shenato ima chati chas eitz." Right, the v'hi naseh slavesia. One of them, in one scenario, it already had a handle, so it was ready to go. Ve'in l'tzrichatikonacher. Right, and the other case was what? It didn't have. It didn't, it didn't come with a handle. Right, it just depends how it broke off. So the point was, if if it breaks off by itself, so and it has a handle already, so then it's good. It can use it right away. And the only point the mission was making in the safe of which was, and by the way, if it breaks off and doesn't have a handle, that once you make it into a, a usable Klee, then also it can become, become Taman. Okay. Um, fine. I'm Rev Poppo. My question is, Rev Poppo is now going to give a different answer to this kasha. So we already answered the Kasha once, but Rev Papa is going to answer the Kasha now with a second answer. Why, again, this, this seeming contradiction that the 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 teeth of the comb can be tame without any any uh you know, any further fixing or does it require fixing. So what's the, it's not a kasha, why not? Um It depends what type of uh it depends what type of uh you know uh, little tooth it was. Was it uh, a, a small one or a limta rashi limta meaning it could be a small one. And the small one is going to need a, a handle because otherwise you can't grasp it. Or some other of them are larger. And if it's larger, so then again, it had, doesn't need a handle because you can just hold it from the end. But the bottom line being the same thing, it depends what scenario we're talking about and the mission, which is providing both, letting me know that sometimes um, you need to make sure that you actually turn it into a clean in order for it to be tamay, but it's not an internal contradiction in the mission itself. Okay, so the Gemara is going to try again. To again, to reject this Mishnah, because again, if we don't reject the Mishnah, it, it provides a problem for us that we say in general halachic stand Mishnah. So it says the Mishnah now. So it says the here. Gemara. So here is another problem. The problem is that a divakani, meaning someone who, who knows how to really uh, really knows the language of the Mishnah, so when they recite this Mishnah, they don't say it as a Mishnah, right? They say that this that this Mishnah. Uh, ends with the words zu meaning it's not a Stam mishnah so if it's not a Stam mishnah that solves our whole problem right meaning if 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 those who really who those who are in the know they know that this mishnah actually is all the words of diverebi shimon and that the language of the mishnah actually is again not, not the point that the opinions are shimon but that the language of the mishnah should be zu shimon so then it's no longer a Stam mishnah so the fact that we don't pass in like that mishnah doesn't bother me. And therefore the whole thing is not a not a problem. We have not and we've resolved our issue of um, of I thought we passed in Alakastam Mishnah. The answer is we do. Pass Alakhastam Mishnah. And what about this Mishnah? This Mishnah is not a stam Mishnah. And since it's not a stam Mishnah, it doesn't bring uh it doesn't cause us any any problems. Okay. So let's continue now, uh, with the next next point in the Gemara here. Um the much time we here have. shalach uh, bikirba oven. Uh, Rabbi Yechia Barabin sent the following, and this is going to be back to our question we talked before about, about the Havchana, about waiting between uh, the two marriages. Uh, so he sent this following. So Rabbi Yechia Rabbi Ab- Rabbi Barabin said, we allow women to do Aresin within three months of getting married. Okay? Uh, right, osim maisa. Right, but the point is, he says that we, sh- that we should do that, and, we, and that's what we do. Right, and we do that. Rashi, Rashi says, Osin mm-hmm. There are people who allow erosin after three uh, sorry, within three months of the woman's original marriage. Right? She was married, her husband passed away, or they got divorced, etc. There are there are people who are allowing erosin to take place within three months. And Rabbi Lazar says, and Rabbi Taught us in the name of Rechonin HaGadah, Rubo Vem So, how did he teach it? Yeah, it is three months, but it doesn't have to be a full three months. As long as it's most of the first month, it's most of the second month, and the whole third month, which really comes out to a little bit more than two months, right? 16, let's say, like 16, 16, and 30, let's say, something like that. So, it'll come out to just a little more than two months. But again, most of the first month, ruba kukulo the whole second month and then most of the last month that, that seems to be what people are doing also a memar sharley arispiomtish a memar allowed the, allowed these women to get engaged to, to do uh, a erosin on the 90th day okay amrelevashi la a memar so vashi so, said a memar va rabish moda retavayu tikhlan gimkhadashimchutz miyom shemeisba so forchutz miyom shenis arisba so he said to them. He said to him, so. The, so Rabbi said to him, but Rabbi Shmuel said the ninety days, this three months, has to be a full ninety days. Meaning, you don't count the day the husband passed away or the day she got divorced, and you don't count the day she gets married. You have to have ninety full days in between. So they responded to him, guess idmar." Now that was really not talking about the scenario of, of a, uh, of a woman getting remarried from. Um, in a normal, in a regular case, this is the case of a woman who is already nursing, who now is getting married, which we've spoken about before. That she needs, she needs more time. I <speaking in Hebrew> could be talked about before. You're not supposed to marry a woman who's, uh, who's nursing from her, from, a, from a, uh, her previous husband's child. Um, so we say there that the, 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 the Rabbi Shmuel said, She <speaking in Hebrew> has to wait 24 months. Uh, before she gets remarried, separate from the day that the baby was born, separate from the day that she um, that she herself has erison done. Meaning that this idea of uh, of separating out the day of the of death and the day uh, or the day of whatever the, the first day that that the reason you're separating or the day where she actually as erison that was not a din uh, regarding. Um, Aresin in a usual, just going from one marriage to the next. That was specifically in the case of, uh, of waiting the 24 months when she's a uh, menekes, if she's nursing. Okay. So the Gemara says, <speaking in Hebrew> But I thought, but didn't we have a person? There's a, a, there was a story where there was a person trying to get married on the 90th day from the day that. The woman had been had been divorced or lost her husband. And Rav Rava said, You gotta wait a day. I mean they lost the meal, meaning there are no freezers. Right? So if you pack, if you push the day, push the day off, what happens? You lost all the money, right? From uh, from that food that was supposed to be the day before. You had to make the wedding the next day, so they lost the money. So they Kumar answers that was actually a as we mentioned before, Aries were much less concerned, there's no Tashmish. That's allowed because of Arison. So you know, that story would Rava really went all out and forced him to push the wedding off a day, that was because of Nisuin, uh, not because of Arison. So at the end of the day, we pass him that you need both. Uh, that you do need to wait the full 90 days, the 24 months, and you don't include the day where the man passed away or the day when the baby was born, and you don't include the day of the aerosin. Uh You wait, have to wait the entire time, and then the next day is the day when the next activity can take place.